0: yo 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 good morning nashville good morning nashville man peace to the city and peace to the planet we're getting through the latter half of 2022 2022 and nashville again we want to thank you man for joining your favorite podcast each and every monday morning nashville have you heard a black man vent today my name is jonathan davis i go by june book nashville my name is leon davis jr and i go by l dog and
1: just thankful to be able to be uh, once again presenting to you uh, a podcast this morning that will try to help us be better as men and help us be better black men, but be better men in general. And not only that for ladies and children and anybody else who want to listen, there can be some things that be said that might help you uh be able to see things a little bit different and give you a better option in life because that's what we're aiming to do we're not trying to be the smartest people out here we're not trying to be experts we're just trying to be somebody that will be able to give you another option to help you see things from another side and especially from the size of a black male so we're just thankful again to be able to have this opportunity and just glad that you tuned in this morning
0: we thank you guys again for tuning in, Nashville. Um, we want to reach back to our previous two episodes we've done this month. Again, Nashville, this is our exclusive episode season. So within this season, we have invited a bunch of brothers on that, um, you know, that have told their story, so to speak, in a manner that that we will want you all to hear. So make sure you guys uh, tap into the other recent episodes with Two Live Bree. Um, and let's support Two Live Bree as he gets ready for his first Nashville concert on October the 6th. You can find that the information out on Eventbrite. And then let's also um, tap into Charles Key, his episode. He is an artist, a muralist. Um, You've driven past some of his artwork within the South Nashville area, if you're from that area. So tap into uh, that episode as well with Charles Key. And Charles, man, if you're listening to this, brother, man, we want to thank you for your energy and your spirit on last weekend, man. We had a great time at the silent auction uh, art exhibit starring Charles Key and all of his artwork and murals man again brother we just want to thank you for sharing that opportunity and sharing that moment with Black Man Pop.
1: man if you never heard of this dude Charles Key man and I'm not a big art dude man I'm more on the sports side and you know the literal stuff man but this, this 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 art thing man from my brother's perspective the dude is good man he's real good he got a lot of he had a lot of great pieces in there with a lot of powerful messages coming from the piece, man. So, man, if you want to get you some art for the crib or something for the man cave, man, check out Charles Keith, man, and buy some of his stuff. Buy black, man. Not, not discrediting nobody else, but I'm just saying, you know, help a brother out. Help this brother out, man, because he's a real dude, man. He's a great guy, and he just uh, did put up like my son said, on a great event this past weekend and we were invited man and we were guests man and tell you what it was a real good experience man and hopefully and prevalent man that he gets a lot of success out
0: of it charles key brother if you're hearing this man we love you uh to two live Breed, man much love to you as well support these brothers support black man vent too after this sponsorship segment break man we'll get right into the podcast into the episode for today again this is an exclusive episode During the month of September, where we've deemed the whole month an exclusive season of Black Man Vent 2. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? And just like that, Nashville, just like that, man, we're back. We're back. Good morning to you guys, man. Monday morning, Nashville. We're in the exclusive episode exclusive, season, Exclusives, man. Exclusive, exclusive, man. Exclusive, We've yeah. had some great ones thus far, and we want to, again, just thank them, man, for being on to the show. Uh, Black Man Vent 2, Nashville. Have you heard of Black Man Vent today, man? I have a great, great friend of mine, man. A good brother. Definitely a good brother of Cap uh, Alpha San Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> Frat's so nice, you can say it twice. Yeah. My good friend, good brother, man. Let's hear about him on today's exclusive episode. Nashville we have Miles the Millennial Harris he is a best-selling author motivational speaker and thought provoker he has empowered young adults nationwide to achieve mental peace and fulfillment Miles believes young adults today can only defeat the challenges they face by changing their mind in order to change their life Man, I'm super excited to have my brother on, man. Again, we definitely go way back within the frat, and um, I'm just blessed, man, to, to have him beyond the frat, but just be a real brother. Um, man, presenting to some, introducing to others, my good friend, good brother, Mr. Miles, the Millennial Harris. Big dog, how you doing this morning?
2: Man, I'm doing exceptional. That was an amazing introduction, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, I'm excited to be here today with you two, you know, outstanding gentlemen, yes, sir. two black men who are making a change in the world and making a change in this Nashville community. Mm -hmm. And you guys are doing some really impactful things that I am blessed to be a part of because it aligns with my purpose and my vision Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited for this conversation today.
0: Man, brother, we just again, just thank you, man, for coming on. Um, You know, this is a platform that at the end of the day, not every man may run to. You know, this is not a platform that uh, every man may feel safe. But, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully as the episodes add up, as the Mondays go on, We'll be able, man, to get those guys on, man, so they can get rid of those suppressions, those traumas and those things that haunt the mental health of black men. Let's get into it, man. Have you heard a black man vent today? Miles, man, let's hear about your story a little bit, if you don't mind, man, just kind of telling those in Nashville, who you are, where you're from, what you're about, man. The Miles, the millennial brand itself. Yeah, Let's hear about that, man, on today, man. And then, of, of course, we got to
2: know what is on your mind today, brother. What All would you right. like to vent about today? All right. So for me, man, just giving a little bit of background. I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas. All okay. right. Spent my whole Each life time. out there. Came out here to Nashville when I was 18 to go off to school at Fisk University. Mm-hmm. Majoring in business. Uh, graduated with my bachelor's degree there with some honors. Uh, had a great time there. Joined Kappa Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. That's how I met Bud, man. Yes, sir. I had an exceptional yes, time in college. Yes, sir. Um, I spent time between Houston and Nashville ever since between working and, and beginning to build my brand. I'm in year two and a half, about two and a half. Yeah. Mm. Since I've made that decision that I knew what I wanted to do in my life and I knew what my purpose was. And mm. that was to use my words to inspire and change the lives of young adults so for me my story really starts with understanding how words have always played a part in my life mm-hmm. ever since i was a kid i was always being able i was always able to speak read write better than most kids my age mm-hmm. right god has showed me from a very early time what it is that he put me on this earth to do he mm-hmm. showed me what my talent and my gift was went through school and, and, and being at a school that was uh, very diverse mm-hmm. a lot of different people you know they would make fun of me for the way i talk because i talk very proper mm-hmm. They used to make fun of me and call me Oreo, say all these different <laughs> things about me, right? And so I got very self-conscious about that. And so I used to shun the way I would speak. I used to try to speak like other people. I used to try and deny my gift. Yeah. And I remember my mother telling me, you know, your, your gift will make room for you. Man, and Bible. don't ever let how Bible. other, she did. She, went she definitely did. <laughs> And she told me, she's like, don't ever let, you know, what other people are saying about you push you away from what God put you on here to do. You, yeah. it's, yeah. it's gonna come back around and you're gonna appreciate the fact that you speak the way you speak and yeah. you can do the things that you do and you know that all came to fruition mm-hmm. when I was about to graduate and I'm like you know man I know that there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing with my life mm-hmm. you know I don't I, I I work a job and everything and I enjoy what I do but I know that there was a purpose deeper than what I was mm-hmm. going to do for somebody else's mm-hmm. dream I knew I had my dream of my for myself Word. watch the Gary V video love Gary mm-hmm. Vaynerchuk And I've been watching his videos and I was always saying to myself, Mm -hmm. dude, you talk about this exact same stuff every single day to people yeah <laughs> you're giving this exact same advice mm-hmm. you've given this exact same you you can't tell me that you can't do what he's doing he's just yeah. standing in front of his phone talking he's getting millions of views he's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, a multi-millionaire yeah. almost billionaire like yeah. you can do this mm-hmm. and it was at that moment that i knew what my purpose was on this world and i said okay let's do this we're gonna be an author we're gonna be a motivational speaker mm-hmm. and so i decided to write my first book yeah, man. Uh, change your mind, change your life, and yeah, end up sir. becoming an Amazon bestseller. Yeah, man. It, yes, it's, sir. it's taking me to some amazing places. I've yes, been around sir. the country now, speaking to young adult men and women about their mindsets, and yeah. I call it a "Change Your Mind, Change Your Life" because I really mean that. If you can control your mind, if you can alter your mind, if you understand how your mind works, you can literally create whatever you want in reality. Mm-hmm. So that—that's my story, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I like it because you you, you got to stick with it because it works, man. And whatever works, man, that's what we do, man. Yep. Especially if it's working in a positive uh, mm-hmm. uh, aspect, man. Because at the end of the day, we have the media and we got social media and we got the news and we got all kinds of things that are having young black men as being a negative. It's yep. always a negative surrounding young exactly. black men. So for you to come on and, and put a spin on it and be a positive young black man I would say that it's working. And big ups, big props to your moms, man, for going to the truth. She didn't say nothing that she heard. Mm-hmm. She went to the truth, which is the word of God, mm-hmm. man. A lot of people don't like to delve with that. They don't like to hear that. But evidently, man, you took it to heart, man. Yeah. And you ran with it, man. Yeah. Now look where it's got you. Exactly.
2: And it's one of those things, sometimes, you know, they say it to you, you don't grasp it right away. You're like, oh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard it all before. Mm-hmm. But when you get older, and that's why the Bible says, you know, come train now. a child up in the way that she going. When he gets older, you will now. not depart mm-hmm. from it. Like, that's mm-hmm. what happened. When I got older, mm-hmm. I remember what my mom said. Mm-hmm. I remembered the lessons that that she had instilled upon me when it came to my gift. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I'm not running away from this anymore. Mm-hmm. I've been told since I was a kid what it's supposed to be, and it's funny because, I really was kind of disappointed in myself because I'm like, man, God has shown you for so long what you're supposed to be doing. And you basically been spinning his face. Mm. You basically just been been, been mm. shunning him. Mm. He didn't show you so many times. And I yeah. think that's something that yeah. has been a big part of my message lately mm-hmm. is getting people to understand how God talks to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Understanding his voice. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for me. I tell mm-hmm. people like those ideas that you're getting. That's God speaking to you. Mm-hmm. He speaks to you through your ideas. He speaks to you through your confidence. He speaks to you through those moments where you see yourself doing something special. Mm-hmm. Those moments where you're like, man, I can do this. I mm-hmm. think I w- I want to try this. Mm-hmm. That's God speaking to you. Mm-hmm. You see, the devil tells you, well, you don't have the money or you're not good enough for I'll that. Always the negative. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The doubt, the negatives, mm-hmm. all those different things. That's the devil speaking mm-hmm. to you. When you can identify what God's voice sounds like, you become powerful enough to be able to create whatever you want to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that way, if you know what God sound like to you every single time he speak to you, how can anybody message you? How can, how can you not achieve yeah, yeah. great things? Yeah. Yeah. You have no more fear. Yeah. God yeah. told me to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. going to go do yeah. it. He's going to take yeah. care of the rest. Yeah, you connected. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, let's, let's
0: get into it, man. Let's get <laughs> into it. I know, man, it's something on your mind it's something Yo. on your spirit,
2: something on your heart.
0: What does Miles, the millennial Harris, want to vent about
2: today on Black Men Venting? Yeah, man, I got I got a couple couple topics, man. But I'm gonna yeah. start with one that I know is gonna get the people listening and sticking around. Yes, sir. So the first thing I want to talk about today is speaking to people in the language that they understand. Mm right we, okay. we hear things about this a little bit when we talk about relationships mm-hmm, um right. man and woman or you know however you know you flow mm-hmm. but we always talk about you have to understand how to speak to somebody in their love language right mm-hmm. they all you always hear these things love language mm-hmm. but see this isn't about love language mm-hmm. this isn't about oh quality time or you know at, uh, random gestures of kindness or whatever this isn't about that i'm talking about the words coming out of your mouth mm-hmm. what usually happens is we talk to people in the way we want to be talked to but we don't recognize that that's not how they hear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you Mm -hmm. have somebody around i'll use an example Mm -hmm. i'll use me and my girlfriend for example Mm -hmm. okay i'm somebody who's i'm not as emotionally involved when i speak right Uh, i'm very logical Mm -hmm. uh, like many men are Mm -hmm. um of course we have that emotional side but we like to hear things very straight up to the point you know, I don't yeah. need all of the filler. Yeah. You know, give give me the meat of the matter, and let's yeah. let's move forward. Right. We want to be solution oriented, mm-hmm. right? That's how I'm built. My girlfriend, on the other hand, she is emotionally oriented, right? So whenever mm-hmm. she goes through things, it's not about the solution; it's about the way things are delivered. It's about the way things are said. How does it make her feel? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think most of the time. What happens with miscommunication in relationships with your friends, your family, your partner mm-hmm. is people speak to people in the in the language that they speak rather than speaking to people in the language that they hear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How do you mm-hmm. tell somebody who's an emotional listener something logical and expect them to understand you? True. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. True. Right. And
2: then you run yourself in circles right. because you're like, I, I just said it. I don't know how else to say it. And it's like, well, if yeah. you took the time to remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. Right. And be an effective communicator. <laughs> right. We talk about leading. We talk about if you're a man in relationship how to lead that relationship mm-hmm. well part of leading that relationship is in any organization you got to speak to people where they're at true right. true how you gonna right. go we can use a, a very simple example how do you go into a neighborhood where people's literacy rates may not go past the third or fourth grade yeah and you talk to them like like a harvard professor exactly they're yeah. not gonna hear exactly. you mm-hmm. they're not gonna exactly. understand you true. and so being able to speak to people in the language that they understand to me is something I want to talk about because I'm really just sick and tired of seeing everybody think that their way of saying it is the right way. Mm-hmm. And in reality, the only right way to say it is in the language that they hear. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm going to tell
1: you what. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, uh I'm listening to you, man. And and of course, my mind is always biblically based because I'm a minister in the in the in the in the in the. Uh, in the church, or whatever. Yeah. But still, I'm in the world. I live in the mm-hmm. world. So that's when we do this podcast because I'm I, I've been in the world. I'm still in the world. I'm not gonna leave the world till God get ready. Exactly. But in the midst of what you just said, that's one of one of the ways that Jesus. Met hmm. people, and that's one of the ways that he always communicated. Hmm. He met people where they were. If they were out farming, he met them at the exactly. uh, outside there farming. If it was the woman at the well, he met her at the well. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If The one that uh, uh, the woman that was calling adultery and they was out there in the crowd and mm-hmm. the mob, he met the mob right with. So that's the way he did it, man. And see what you're doing, you just practicing something that works again. Yes. see a lot of stuff you do it is working, dude. So hey. you know I'm mm-hmm.
0: saying? Hey.
2: What's up to all y'all listening to Black Men Vent2, this amazing podcast? I want to hit you guys with something really quick. So as you guys may have already heard on the episode or will hear, I am a best-selling author and motivational speaker. And I wanna tell you guys more about my best-selling book. Change Your Mind, Change Your Life is a book for young adults around America who really need this in order to focus their abilities and focus their future. There are so many different distractions and I took the time to write out something that they can relate to, they can understand, and they can be impacted by. If you have a young adult in your life who is struggling, trying to figure out where they need to go with the next steps in their life, they're dealing with issues in their relationships, they don't have the right type of friend groups, or they just don't really know how to lead. This book possesses every single technique and skill that they need in order to mentally shift themselves into their proper future. I want you guys to take a chance if you are a young adult yourself to take control of your future by purchasing this book and making that next step and if you love a young adult in your life who needs this don't be afraid to show them this impact and that you care by giving them a copy of this book. I promise you you won't regret it and it will change their mind and in turn it'll change their life. Thank you all. Look, what, what, it's that reinventing the wheel thing. Mm-hmm. Don't reinvent yeah, the don't wheel. You don't have to do it, man. It's I'm already out there. It, and, it, and the funny yes. thing is, Jesus is the example. Come on, man. Everything you need is the game plan already out there.
1: How many mm-hmm. times have I said that? <laughs> <laughs> the game. Let me, I'm going to say it again, though. The game does not change. The uh-huh. only thing changes the players. Mm-hmm. When John A. Naismith, whatever his name is, Naismith, mm-hmm. put that peach basket up and they put that ball through <laughs> guess what they still doing? Same They're still thing. putting the ball in the basket. Yep. The game don't change, yep. man. It's just the name. So tell me this, then, Miles. So when, and maybe that's maybe you just hit on it. Maybe that's the problem between the younger generation and the older generation. Mm-hmm. If the older generation is not. Um, not um, transferring the message mm. the way that needs to be transferred so that younger people can get it. Yeah. Because sometimes we're trying to pass this wisdom on from the life that we've lived, mm-hmm. but sometimes younger people don't seem to be getting that message, yeah. man. So what's that? Bridge that gap for yeah. us, man. Bridge that gap so for it's, us.
2: you have to remember what it was like to not know what you know now, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's so, it, it and it's a mm-hmm. hard thing, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. get to this place of knowledge. You get to this place of wisdom. This place of financial freedom, this mm-hmm, pl- this mm-hmm. place of abundance, whatever it is in mm-hmm. life, you get past your struggle, and. You forget what it was like to be that person there. Come on mm-hmm. man. You forget what it was like to talk to yourself. If mm-hmm. somebody were to have come up to you in that moment saying these things to you, you know good and well, you would have blown them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't have even yeah. understood them because yeah. the second they came to you in a certain way, you weren't prepared for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have to if you're really trying to effectively communicate a message, if you're trying to lead and that's a, a thing that I'm very big on because a lot of people, especially as men, since mm-hmm. we on black men vent, right? Yeah. We yeah. on yeah. black mm-hmm. men vent. So yeah mm-hmm. man. Yeah man. As men and as me. black men, yeah, we man. like to lead with our egos. Mm. That gets you nowhere. Come on now. You yeah. see egos will tell yeah. you to do it your way rather than doing it in the way that actually works. Mm. See, nobody want to talk about that uh,
1: man, man.
2: nobody wants to talk about that yeah, nobody man. wants to yeah. call out the fact that hey well maybe you're not leading effectively and that's why your kids don't understand this mm. or they they're not getting this message that you're trying to teach them mm-hmm. maybe you're saying one thing and doing another mm. maybe you're chastising them more than you're praising them have you ever mm. taken the time to find out how does my child respond to things how do they learn mm-hmm. i had a friend of mine right Mm -hmm. He didn't have any father figure growing up. He had very low self-esteem about Mm -hmm. things, right? He would beat himself up when things would happen. Mm -hmm. You see me, even though we were the same age, he looked up to me, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that I knew how to communicate with him was to be hard on him Mm -hmm. because that's the way my dad was on me, right? right? right. My dad Mm -hmm. was was very strict to the point. You know what you need to do. Do this. And Mm -hmm. I love my dad. That's just the relationship that Mm -hmm. we built Mm -hmm. that worked for me granted Mm -hmm. that worked for me Mm -hmm. but when you have somebody who's already 19 20 years old they've developed their defense mechanisms Mm -hmm. and you're trying to lead them in that way as another man it's Mm -hmm. not gonna work properly he was shut down from that true and i saw one of my my older brothers who i looked up to working with him as well because we we were all you know close Mm -hmm. and i saw what he did instead of chastising him or being hard on him he would congratulate him and praise him for the smallest things he did Mm -hmm. he would do things and set up scenarios for him to to win in a small area and it would give him the confidence to then go win everywhere else wow and he was ready to go face those challenges he would grow through those i realized through that moment i'm like he learns through encouragement Mm -hmm. positive Mm -hmm. reinforcement is how he gets better yeah and see if i kept trying to do it my way he would never be able to grow. And I would be sitting here trying to blame him for that. And it's yeah. like, well, no, if you're the person that's trying to help somebody, stop trying to do it the way that you do it. Start learning how to do it in the way that they actually learn. Mm. Different learning mm-hmm. styles. When you're in mm-hmm. school, every student true, doesn't yeah. learn so by sitting so, there watching you write on a chalkboard. Yeah, so, yeah. Some need to be hands on. Yeah. So why is it that we can apply that in the educational system, but we can't apply that when we're dealing with our friends and our family? So
1: true. So man, that's big. What you so said. I, I thought when you just made so that statement, first thing I thought about was uh, COVID. And when mm. COVID first hit, I got we got family members. I got a family member, man, that was in school. And when COVID hit um because they are Mm hands-on type person Mm -hmm. the 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 zoom and all this stuff didn't work for them guess what they dropped out they
2: dropped out and been back (laughs) since Mm -hmm. and it hurt Mm -hmm. them yep
1: it really hurt them man because the person was in school Mm -hmm. the person i'm talking about is an a and b student Mm -hmm. in school Mm -hmm. through high school and all that Mm -hmm. but when COVID hit and that learning gap came in for him to go to go in the zoom thing that didn't hit him right He he let it go and he'd been he been struggling man you know what i'm saying yeah. but but at the end of the day like you said they got it we got to find ways man, of meeting people where they are man and when we meet them where they are and that that's even for somebody like myself man even you're never too old i know they say that but you're never too old to change man if mm. you if you get to a point in your life where you figure like you can't change <sighs> or you can't learn then you you you're hindering yourself yeah, you're hindering your growth man because i remember this my mother even in her 80s, man, was still telling me, boy, I just got through reading this and mm-hmm. the Bible, and I learned this and I learned. I'm thinking, 80 something years old, you still learning? <laughs> yep. But that's because she never closed off the learning part. Yep. She ne- you know, sometimes people close that out. Yep. We should never close that out oh, as yeah. long as we live, man. That's when you take older people that are still active with their brains. They still doing crossword puzzles. They still mm-hmm. doing things of that nature. That's cause they are trying to keep that learning thing yeah. clicking, man. Exactly. You know
0: what I'm the interesting thing, too, man, that I was gonna say, man, is when you talk about <clears throat> meeting people where they are culturally. We impatient. Mm-hmm. Uh we impatient mm-hmm. man. It, it, you, yeah. can put some, you can yeah. put something in the microwave for a minute oh, yeah. and you grab it when it's 20 seconds left. Oh. Let it stay in there for the minute, <laughs> yeah, man. Then yeah. you get mad that it's still cold mm-hmm. around the ends. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's little stuff, bro. We, are. we we impatient, man. So you know, when you when you're meeting somebody where they are, a lot of times you kind of have to drop that guard of um you know thinking that they should be where mm-hmm. you are because mm-hmm. you are where mm-hmm. you are and I think as black men we we messed it up I'm guilty of that um, yeah. you know and I, I feel like a lot of men are when they really really kind of search oh, that end you gotta take some time especially yeah. in relationships yeah. man I could I could, I could could go on and on in terms of, of that but even in a relationship when you're dealing with an emotional figure yes. versus yourself being a logical figure yep. it takes a lot yep. to deal with that yep. now mind you again Not only are we impatient We don't practice healing Mm. We don't practice healing Mm. So when we don't practice that healing You can't really meet somebody where they at If you're not healed yet to move on to where they are Exactly See what I'm saying
2: Yeah That's powerful man And and it takes a lot of empathy Mm -hmm. right i think that's Mm -hmm. the word when Mm -hmm. you start to become empathetic i think that's when you start to recognize that you're at a level of emotional maturity and healing Mm -hmm. where you don't take it personal no more Mm yeah and it's so easy to take it personal when you're trying to convey a message and they're just not getting it Mm -hmm. and so when you take things personal you either lash out at people Mm -hmm. you shut them off you just give up on the situation Mm -hmm. you know oh they're i just they they just ain't getting it Mm -hmm. you know that's what happens but when you're at a certain level of emotional maturity and healing, you recognize that like they're just on a journey. Yeah. They may yeah. not get it yet. Yeah. Right. And you have to ask yourself, am I willing? Am I willing to be the person that can be patient enough to stick around Stay to help with. them get there? Yeah. Or am I not? Yeah, You know, and I, I think yeah. of a circumstance when we talk about, you know, you both have said it about speaking people, you know, in that language and, and being the type of person to recognize what they need. I think of a circumstance that happened. This happened during COVID. Yeah. You might have known, because this mm. was, this happened on Twitter. It was between J. Cole and uh, No Name Gypsy. I don't know if you remember, but J. Cole had released a song during COVID called Snow in the Bluff. And in the song, he's talking about No Name, yep. right? Yep. Yep. And he basically, like, yep. Yep. calls her out. I guess the history about it was No Name had made a comment about... This is during George Floyd and all that stuff happening. Mm. So No Name had made a comment about, you know, y'all favorite, quote-unquote, woke rappers don't even... You know be out here doing anything mm-hmm. right basically they just make music yeah um which wasn't true because cole and kendrick they were definitely at protests mm-hmm. and whatnot Protesting, but sure. you know they just mm-hmm. weren't posting about it mm-hmm. right but that's another conversation for another day mm-hmm. but you know she made these comments and he responded he was like you know what i'm gonna respond in the way that i respond i make music so i'm gonna respond that way mm-hmm. so he made a song and he was praising her about all these things like you know, she, she gives me the vibe that, like, he says something online. She gives me the vibe that she grew up with her parents and uh, in her, both her parents in her household, you know, went to school, got an education. Um, and what he was saying is like, he's made a commentary. He's like, what good does it make for you to preach the message that you know to the people that are already in the choir? like mm-hmm. you know it doesn't make no sense you preaching to the choir that's mm-hmm. not helping black people yeah, right. you think yeah. that you're doing so much for black people because you have your group of woke people that you stick around and that y'all talk about topics but that doesn't mean anything yeah, yeah, to yeah. the 60 70 percent of lost souls out yeah, there yeah, yeah, in our community yeah. whoa, whoa, who are whoa. waiting to be saved whoa. right and, and a lot of people had issues with what he said but i loved what he said mm-hmm. yeah it didn't rub people the right way because especially with it being a, a woman that he was talking to a lot of people took it as a a black man trying to you know chastise a black woman who was doing great things and it's like no what you're missing is your message ain't making the impact that you think it is because y'all really just having a woke uh a woke off, if a you sim- will. yeah y'all just <laughs> chilling with each other I mean, talking yeah, about well, everybody yeah, right, right. but you're not doing what it takes the real hard work yeah. that it takes to fix our community to fix black men in particular if you want to go fix black men it's not the black men who have mastered success and are great family they are not the ones that necessarily need that message not to say that they don't need support because mm, right. they definitely do right. right but it's those people that's still in the hood right yes sir who've never escaped the corners that they've been on who've never been outside yeah. of their city before yes yeah. sir. who were grown who grew up and this is how they were taught to deal with women yeah. this is how they were taught to deal with their emotions this is mm-hmm. how they were taught to treat their kids mm-hmm. this is how they were taught to go make money mm-hmm they're the ones that need saving yeah man. and so if you're not going with your message into those communities yeah. and talking to them in the way that they hear then you are not doing the work you think you are yeah you're really just yeah. you made it out yeah and you're staying out yeah, yeah. that yeah. doesn't do nothing for no us. man
1: you know mm-hmm. what and see you just said one thing man uh we you know we do talk about various topics over here, but that's one of the things i believe in man and i just you i i'm not Pinpoint nobody, I just use this as a, as like a general outline or overlay of what I want to talk about, giving back to your community. But, and sometimes we don't see it, sometimes we do, but I just said, just for instance, if every young black male that made it out of the hood, that has made it, Mm. sports, Mm. Rapping, whatever, mm. we'll just give something back, man. Yeah, I'm telling my you, you can drop a meal in your in your neighborhood, man. Yep, you're making 162 million dollar co- contract, dude. Mm. You can drop a meal off in the hood, exactly. man. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. And, and, and if you if we could get each one of them to just do that, not saying that they don't, because there's some that do, yep. but it's a whole lot of them that don't, that don't. you know what I'm saying. Yep. And they would if they were to just do that, because you know for yourself, and I know it too. Them other cultures they do it all the time oh for sure oh yeah, man, man. And, and we heard this on one of our podcasts you might know this too but even when we spend
2: our money oh yeah i know exactly we don't spend our money yes, with our people man yes, sir. and the
1: brother came yeah. on here mr stutter shout out to mr mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. uh brother mm-hmm. in north carolina was on our mm-hmm. show man but he was talking about how the jewish community mm-hmm. spend their money it turns over 17, 17 times before times. it leaves yeah. and right. i was like one or two was it one not or two? Even I one can't, two i don't <laughs> think i don't think it's one technically
2: it's not even one yeah, I, 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 would say, I don't think, think you're right i had to go back to listen to it <laughs> somewhere else immediately we
1: gotta, right. we gotta capture that, and we gotta stop it, man. Because exactly. we, we wonder how we want to blame each other mm-hmm. for these other cultures being ahead
2: of us, yep. and it's really us. We man. can fix it our problems. You know, foot. they say black spending power will make us, I believe, the ninth richest nation in the world. Black wow. Americans, mm-hmm. the amount of money that we make mm-hmm. will make us the ninth richest nation in the world, mm-hmm. and yet shoot we about in ninth place in our own country (laughs) that don't even make sense you know what i'm saying so it it, it all comes back to me it all roots back everything we've been talking about roots back to slave mindset right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. in slavery man there's i give y'all one one, man y'all ever heard of meritorious manumission all right so this was a a law that was instituted in slave times mm-hmm. this is an early slave period mm-hmm. i learned this from dr claude anderson who wrote powernomics okay. okay one of the most powerful black men ever okay um he talked about meritorious manumission and the effects it had on the black community mm-hmm. so it was a law that was written in place that basically said you could free yourself one of three ways as a slave one you could come up with an invention that made your master rich right? Wow. Something real crazy, some wow. awesome thing. Let's say you invented dang-on cotton gin or something. Wow. You gain your freedom that way. Two, if you did some very miraculous effort and saved your master's life, or his farm, or his, his product, whatever, mm-hmm. you were to do something like that, you'd get free. Do you know what the third one was? If you betrayed your own black people and they were like planning a revolt or a rebellion mm-hmm. and you betrayed them, you could gain your freedom that way. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what that third part of that did, oh, yeah. all three of them have major impacts, yeah, and yeah, you see them yeah, to this day. Yeah. Always trying to please the white man, right? Oh, Always on, thinking dude. somebody else's water is come colder on, than your own. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a part of that spending part. Yeah, dude. man. But that last part, right mm-hmm. that part about being able to betray your own brother to gain your freedom mm-hmm. is why we don't support each other to this day right. it's why we don't take the time to actually love each other to this day wow. and we try to just pile up in our own little levels of success yeah. and never remember those who still need to be free yes, and the funny thing is you think you're free and you're not yeah till so we right. all off we ain't free yeah yeah man, yeah, man, yeah. Man. yeah. And you just <laughs> on something made me just man. Made me-
1: that, that point that you just made and then we we'll go mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but that point you just made about that I hadn't heard that but I see mm-hmm. it and I'll tell you why I see it I would always wonder how these white people took all of our inventions mm. and they got the patent and mm. we did yep. You just gave an yep. me mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the answer to it, man. That's the answer to it. You was making the inventions, but they were stealing them from us. Exactly. And taking the patent and yep. talking look what I created, exactly. y'all. Exactly, yeah, you know right, right.
0: They didn't even do it, right. man. He's wow, amazing. man, come on. Nashville, man, we again <laughs> want to thank you guys for joining us this Monday morning. Ooh. Miles, the millennial Harris is with us, man, and he's giving us some heat to start our Monday That's morning. Some heat, <laughs> <awesome>. Definitely some <laughs> heat, man. Definitely some heat to start our Monday morning might have to get into a financial literacy season at I some point that. on black yeah, man vent Two, man but let's uh take a quick commercial break as we always do nashville and we'll get right back into this exclusive episode of black man vent Two, nashville have you heard a black man vent today Black Men Vent 2 wants to take the time to focus on mental health in our culture. Our commercial break will be a small video excerpt from Big Think on YouTube titled, Black Mental Health Isn't the Same as White Mental Health. Black Men Vent 2 does not own copyrights to this video excerpt being presented. Make sure you guys take notes and enjoy the following video. Thank you.
3: When you look at the historical experience of African Americans in the United States—you uh, have to start with the experience of slavery and the vestiges of slavery in terms of the tra- the trauma associated with it. And I think that um, you know, blacks continue to experience uh, trauma in, in in certain ways, and certainly with respect to uh, those who live in urban communities that are. Uh, sort of uh, infested with drugs or that are particularly violent. Those are traumatic situations that they experience on a daily basis. Certainly, uh, as we've seen in, um, in recent events, interactions with the police can be, again, particularly traumatic. So when you talk about mental illness in the black community, I think you have to begin with the experience of trauma and how trauma continues to abound in in their experiences and in their their daily lives. I think that what happens for a lot of individuals is that they suffer in silence um, with respect to having a mental illness. And so what I mean by that in the greater society, um, there's certainly a lot of stigma associated with mental illness. Um, it's sort of uh, antithetical to the American ethic, which is to you know, be strong and courageous, to pull yourself up by the bootstrap, to weather the storm, et cetera. I think the second part of that you know, point is what's happening at the community level or the society level. And I think what happens is that within the black community, um, I think that again, you know that ethic uh, about what it means to be strong and courageous um, is particularly pronounced because um of trying to you know combat those forces like discrimination or racism um, and you know it just adds to the burden of you know sort of what it means to survive, and so then the person who's struggling with the mental illness is perhaps not embraced or you know, warmly accepted because of their struggles. You know, I remember um, as, a, as, a, as a as a young person growing up, I used to hear about the person who was quote-unquote sent down south. And I used to wonder what that meant. And it wasn't until I got older that I became, um, you know, more knowledgeable of the fact that a per- that person was struggling with a mental illness or perhaps substance abuse. From a historical perspective, there's been a lot of emphasis in the black community, particularly in black families, uh, on keeping your problems close to the vest in the home. You don't share what's going on with outsiders. No one can uh, treat you as best as your family can. You bring all your burdens and your problems to your family. And if you do take it any to any entity outside of your family, it's the black church. The church is really important in the black community. Make no mistake about it. It's uh, a source of, uh, you know, sort of salvation and, uh, and healing, and there's the whole collective support uh, from, you know, you get from your fellow churchgoers and that sort of thing. But I think also what has historically happened is that um, the church has been defined as the place to, you know, sort of, relieve your symptoms or to address your burdens and so it stops there. And what I think needs to happen is that, first of all, I think pastors and lay ministers can be more trained uh, in the signs and presentations of uh, mental illness, but I think that the church could be sort of a triage unit, if you will, such that it identifies those who have needs and it's that sort of first step. And the sort of entree into care, but it shouldn't stop there.
0: Just like that, Nashville, man, we are back. We're back, man. Good morning to you guys. If you're just now joining us, man, the Black Man Vent 2 podcast, we're here, man, another Monday. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Miles, the millennial, is the exclusive guest that we have on our show today, and uh, man, we've again we we dropped some heat, man. He's dropped some heat, so let's 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 keep it keep it going. how we how we have it going again. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Miles, throw out that second that second topic, man. What yeah. are we venting about on the second half of this exclusive episode?
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because now that I think about it, where we were finishing up on that last one, kind of mm-hmm. talking about uh, slavery and how that impacts us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to really feed into this next one. And my next talking point is as a man, right, especially as a black man, learning how to react versus respond. Oh, I need
0: this one, yeah. I I need
2: this one me right me. here. I think this one right here, it me. might be something that I don't care what okay. level you at. This, this is probably one of the things that we struggle That's with most.
0: Really <laughs> Whatever you finna say, I need. I
2: need. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between reacting and responding, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to react means this happens, and so now I must do this, right? It's a tit-for-tat, quid pro quo type of scenario, mm-hmm. a momentum thing. You know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. They curse at me, so I'm going to curse at them. Mm-hmm. They they try to, to talk bad about me, I'm going to talk bad about them. They're, they're working my nerves, so I'm going to work theirs. Whatever, right? That's reacting. Mm-hmm. But you see, reacting is short-minded, mm-hmm. and it has long-term consequences, mm-hmm you see responding is the opposite right react responding is when you take the input of something you contemplate it you think about it you you evaluate it and you come up with the best way to deal with it before you end up saying or doing anything right that's responding responding is mature responding is patient responding is you know, really being in tune with yourself, being in tune with the Lord and being in tune with your purpose. Mm. Because you see, when you react, you can lose everything in a moment. Mm-hmm. But when you respond, you can have everything you ever wanted and you can maneuver any circumstance. And that's the difference. And I want to talk about that because I feel like us as black men, man, we're getting killed. Mm. We're getting sent to jail. yeah, man. We're losing our relationships. Mm-hmm. We're losing our kids. we mm-hmm. losing our, our money. Yeah. We're losing everything. Yeah, yeah man. Because yeah. of fact that we want to react and we don't know how to respond mm-hmm.
1: and you know and, and think real. about this our I don't want to say enemy because they all not enemies. sometimes they just do stuff man for money and manipulate mm-hmm. they will manipulate anybody for money but a lot of times man the things that are going against black men is basically what you said they capitalize on that stuff because they know we gonna react. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. The prison system. That's when they start building prisons for little boys in the fifth and sixth grade or third or somewhere uh-huh. along. now they start they building prisons. Third grade but, literacy because uh-huh, they thinking, yep. yeah, he gonna be him one day because yep. he gonna react. Yep. you know what I'm saying. That's what they he do. Ain't gonna start, have no man. choice but to react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how they set this stuff up, man. See, what we have to understand, man. They set up. They set it up for us to fail. Oh yeah. They don't want us to succeed. Exactly. So when we do succeed, that's when you're such a threat mm-hmm. to these to these other cultures, man. Mainly main the, the power culture. Yep. The reason we're a threat to them because they know, man, that if we could come through all of this adversity, yep. and still reach a place, man, where we got like you said, financial freedom and. And our minds are clear about what we're doing and our purpose. Hey, man, that's a dangerous dude oh, right yeah. there. And a lot of times, he's a person of color that does stuff mm-hmm. like that. You I want to ask you
0: this, Miles, man. How much of our ancestry and um, the history of black people can you put the blame on your statement in terms of you saying, um, I feel like as slaves, mm-hmm. we had to choose the react or response decision yep. every day. Yep. You know, when master tell you to pick this amount of cotton or tell you to do this or tell you to do that. Yep. Pretty much you was on a lose lose situation almost mm. on either end. So do you think over time that is kind of embedded within our skin mm. Yeah. And, ter- and black as black man? Mm. Yeah. In so, terms of, you know,
2: it definitely is. Mm. Right. Uh, I read a book. It was called post-traumatic slave disorder, PTSD. Cool. Right. It's a great book. And it talks about like the title. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) amazing because it's not just about the theoretical things that could have happened for slavery. Mm -hmm. They've been able to prove that genetically in our DNA. Yes. Black people, black people have been able to pass on their pain. Wow. They've been able to prove it. Wow. Yeah. They have been able to prove that our genetics have been modified because of what happened to us during that time. Wow because of the things that black people have had to go through over generations. Because you gotta think about it, adaptations aren't just physical traits. There are subconscious things that happen that get passed on to kids. When when a bird realizes that, oh, if I develop this type of feather, I can fly better and get away from this particular predator. Or when you know something that was always water-based realize that his waters are receding and there's more land and they need to figure out a way to be able to breathe in, in on the land the only ones who have that ability to do both are going to be the ones that survive so think about where our genetics come from our genetics don't come from the ones that died our genetics came from the ones who survived right that's the only way they got passed on they had to at least live long enough to procreate And so guess what happens? You have the DNA of somebody who was put on this earth. Well, not even put on this earth. You have the DNA of somebody who lived their life surviving and never thriving. And so guess what you're doing on a daily basis? You're living in a survival mindset, right? Everything that you do, you're doing it based on what in the immediate moment do I think is the right decision in order for me to not be vulnerable.
1: You're so right because what you just said, think about this, he said it earlier. We don't live for the, but we know tomorrow is not promised. We get mm-hmm. there, but we don't live for for the, you know, preparing ourselves for a retirement or preparing yeah, we, ourselves yeah. just to be able to leave a job and, and
2: live exactly and
1: live we'll prepare ourselves for that we we'll prepare ourselves for when when i get this check
2: exactly oh, man, when i get this check exactly oh, we're gonna kick it we going to the club <laughs> you know <what> i'm <laughs> we gonna, do yeah. all I'm this, gonna get a sack
1: and i'm gonna do oh, this and i'm gonna yeah. do that you know what i'm saying yep. and, and you don't think about okay then when you spend that money what you're gonna do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be sad until I get the next shit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to do it all over. Exactly. Right. And it's just a comp- it's just a cycle,
2: man. Yep. And, and so with your book, man, how do we change that mindset, yep. man? How do we do it, man? So I talk about this a lot, right? Change your mind, change your life. Mm-hmm. So getting to that space, it's a twofold, maybe even a threefold part. Mm-hmm. So I always say the first step is, is you know, recognizing the reality of what is going on, right? Mm-hmm. And this is to me is the best balance that black people can have because there's no way I will ever be the type of person knowing what I know to say that white people ain't at fault for the Mm -hmm. way that we are. Yeah, they are, right? That is the truth. But I'm also not the type of person to sit here and say that because of what they did We ain't got no hope Right mm-hmm. Or that we need to depend on them To fix it Right I'm not that type right. of person Right Because right. one I don't expect my oppressor To ever become Come my on. champion Come on I don't expect yeah. them To ever really care yeah. That's why I don't trust yeah. people Right yeah. I don't trust people Who have put us down To actually be the ones That are trying to bring us up mm-hmm. You just magically change? Nah no, I don't believe yeah. that I believe in my people Mm-hmm. right because one thing i do know for a fact is we we gotta show the people yeah right there's nobody yeah, that can survive what we've yeah, been sir. Come on man yeah, sir. come on man we just need yeah, to get sir. back in our rightful place yeah. Yeah. and in order to do that we yeah. have to come together yeah man. right and so in that that's the second part is one you gotta recognize like yes you are in your circumstance because of all these different factors that you had no control over mm-hmm. you you are correct mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not your fault but it is your responsibility to change it going forward mm-hmm. that's that next step is okay mm-hmm. We can admit that slavery did this and and this happened that, but now that you're aware, when you're aware of something, you have the power to change it. So true. You have the power to reverse Mm -hmm. engineer whatever it's Mm -hmm. gonna take for you to get to where you wanna Mm -hmm. go. And so I I explain this to people all the time. We talk about reacting versus responding. It's hard not to react, it's hard not to think short term when you don't have no long term goals. Mm -hmm. You need a goal. Yes, you need a goal. I don't care what it is imagine how the decision making of your check that you the example you just gave Mm -hmm. changes if you say you know what i want to save ten thousand dollars by the end of the year Mm -hmm. just small small goal right Mm -hmm. i I want something that is achievable yes it's going to take sacrifices Mm -hmm. but it's achievable Mm -hmm. and you can reach it Mm -hmm. right imagine what happens when now you know you're working towards that goal and you commit yourself to that you Mm -hmm. say this is what I need. I need yeah. to get here because right. I'm building towards something. Mm-hmm. This is my long-term goal for the year. Mm-hmm. And so now when you get that check, you got to sit here and actually think, mm-hmm. I don't need to go to the club this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. I don't need to go eat this fast food so to go buy me some groceries. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't need to go spend my money on drugs and alcohol. I need to be budgeting yeah. this money. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So you put yourself in a position to where you got to think about things before you do them. And when you have something that you're working towards, Now you got something to think about whenever you're about to react or respond. And see, when we talk about the dangerous things that happen, Mm -hmm. this is what I really this is where I really want us to get. Because even people who are financially sound, one of the biggest areas and this goes back to pride and ego, it goes back to a lot of things. You have to have a higher calling, a higher purpose, a higher goal that you're living for. If you really want to be able to change your mindset about how you're going to respond to things Mm -hmm. right that's why you don't see a lot of men they don't grow up till maybe they have a kid and they're like i gotta change now Mm -hmm. i'm living for him i'm I'm living for her you
1: looking at some idea that man i would i would i was straight streets man Mm -hmm. you know i i would i I would you know i grew up in the church man so i knew what was right but that rebellion in you, that mm-hmm. you know, rebellion in an unsaved person or maybe it's a person that might be saved yep. and, 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 and just not really understanding what that's all about. Yep. Because your heart does change, but some of your habits didn't change. Exactly. But one thing about the habits is this. I didn't enjoy the habits. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I knew some was going on. Some was going <laughs> on. I just couldn't mm. pinpoint it. Yep. I didn't enjoy the habits. I still had the habits, but I didn't enjoy the habits. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, a child will make you change and, and Sometimes rope me in up or sometimes
2: push me push in the other way, you know what I'm saying? Yep. What's up, y'all? Is Miles the Millennial. I'm happy to be able to be a guest on the podcast today with Black Men Vid 2. I just want y'all to be super excited about this episode. It was an amazing time. I hope that you guys get all of the information and impact that you need out of it. I want every single fella listening and and even if you're a woman listening to this to understand that this podcast is making an amazing shift and movement inside of our community and it deserves all the love and the praise that it's getting. So continue to be a part of that, continue to promote it, share with people because we need black men to understand that they deserve to vent too. These conversations are crucial and you know, we want to make sure it gets out to the right people. So thank you guys so much for having me on as guests. I want to thank you all for the opportunity to share this information and blessings to everyone that's out there. And remember, change your mind, change your life.
1: if you decide you want to be that dude that's going to be responsible yeah you said a word earlier in your statement as you was leading up to this it's going to take one word and you if you don't do this word mm-hmm. then it's not going to work for you if you don't sacrifice, sacrifice. Exactly. it's not going yeah. to work exactly you got to sacrifice yep yeah. i had to do that i had to tell myself i can't do these things no more because i got somebody dependent on me exactly now. and when that happened man it changed everything exactly, so like you said man. you gotta say and even like you said even if you don't have a child yep but just setting goals for yourself exactly. you still still gonna take some sacrifice exactly. even to the point where miles is right now then it takes some sacrifice a lot. for you to get right here man a whole lot yeah, i think man. about it
2: from this perspective man I don't have any, a kid right now mm-hmm. right now I'm, I'm pretty financially literate so I think about you know oh how are these decisions going to affect my future family but at the end of the day I'm focused on building myself up to where I want to go mm-hmm. and chasing my dreams and, and things like that mm-hmm. so when I got that higher purpose and said man you, you're on this earth you're, you're doing something for people man and you're more valuable alive than you are dead mm-hmm. right it changed a whole lot about the way I responded to situations. Mm-hmm. I've always been a smaller dude, right? Mm-hmm. And so I grew up always fighting, always saying, you know, you, you're not gonna push me around anything. Mm-hmm. If you respond, I'm just gonna tell you let's let's knuckle up, mm-hmm. right? I started to realize, especially once I came out to Nashville, being at Fisk in the neighborhood that it's in, f- first off, folks don't fight. <laughs> <laughs> no. That don't happen no, no more. Mm-hmm. No. You know, I was man, raised old school. Right. My yeah. dad was born. In 1960. Dude. Yeah, well, so yeah, I was go. raised in a time period yeah, 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 where it's like, yeah. you got a problem yeah, with somebody, you knuckle up, up and that, yeah. was, that was it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't turn into nothing, actually. Yeah. And I had to recognize, when I came in, I started to see all these circumstances happening, close calls from my own life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I got something to live for. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it because this person called me on my name for me to get into it with this person come on one you don't know where this person's willing to take it right you don't know right you know what i'm saying i I, i'm somebody Mm -hmm. i i I carry a gun Mm -hmm. i I protect myself i believe in that Mm -hmm. but at the same time i live my life to never have to use it yeah Yeah, that's how i live my life is that i want to avoid evil at all costs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah if Mm -hmm. evil meets me then i hope god protect me and i'll I'll be prepared to protect myself That's that's right but other than that yeah. I will avoid evil at every circumstance mm-hmm. because I'm living for something. Mm-hmm. I have something that I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to catch me out here. I don't care if a dude call me out my name. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. mean nothing to me. And see, yeah. when you have a, a weak ego, somebody call you mm-hmm. B word. Yeah. And now you feel like you got to prove your point to them. What you does react even matter? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you react. Yeah. Now yeah. you think it's short minded. Yeah. You got a job. So let's just say something go bad And you end up in jail Let's say you don't end up With somebody dead Let's just say y'all get into a fight And get arrested mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can lose your job mm-hmm. Now you got a record mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. missed work that day yeah. You know what I'm saying Needed somebody come bail you out and you gotta pay them back The money that you saved up mm-hmm. Now yeah. you're back at square one You may not be able to pay your rent right. Now you're out on the street Next right. thing you know you're homeless yeah. All because you couldn't walk away From somebody <laughs> saying All the reaction. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody ever thinks that can be them That's so <laughs> yeah, true right, That's so right, true man right. That is so right. true, man. When you respond, <laughs> yeah. you think about it. And yeah. you say, where is this going to get me? Mm-hmm. What, what are the pros and the cons of this situation? And you'll find very quickly, the more you think that way, it don't even take that long for you to be able to recognize, like, mm-hmm. this ain't worth it.
0: Yeah, man. People, a lot of times, man, they shun. And, um, you know, one thing I've been trying to do over the past couple months is always have 10 ones in my pocket. Mm. And the reason why I try to have 10 ones in my pocket is because I really, really do have a heart for, for the panhandling community yes. and the homeless community, man. Yes. But I always tell people all the time, you know, that when you approach these stop signs and these exits and stuff like that, you're one reaction mm-hmm. away. Yep. Mm-hmm. From being in that exact yep. same situation. One reaction. Mm-hmm. One reaction. You bro. think
2: that they when they were <laughs> I always say this when people talk about homeless people. I'm just yeah. like, do you think that when they were let's say twelve years old that mm-hmm. they ever thought they'd be here? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that mm-hmm. they wanted to be the astronaut? Yeah. Do you think that they wanted to be the businessman right. or the mm-hmm. teacher? Right. Right. right? Did, right. You, did you ever think about that? Yeah. yeah. And the more, and one of the things that social media and, and the internet allows you to see is some of these people's stories. Mm-hmm. And you see how somebody went from having hundreds of thousands of dollars and somebody got sick, their wife got sick. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yes. And they yes. had to give away everything yes. for it. Yes. Their life ended up passing yeah. and, and, and they, don't, they don't have a job anymore. They All this stuff that happened and now they're homeless. Amen. Yeah. Hey, yeah. No fault of their own. Yeah, so right. true. Right. So right. true. Right.
1: So true, man. I know even one situation. I don't know if y'all know this dude or not, man. You might have seen him before if you've been in Nashville a while. Uh, he lives up under the bridge of that... Metro Center. Mm-hmm. Big, brother, hmm. big, big brother. Big dude. Black dude. Yeah, beard, yeah. Beard, hey man, yeah, man. Hmm. Know how he got like that? From what I gather, I might be spreading a bad rumor or something. But from what I gather, relationship issue. Mm. Caught it caught his wife, man. You know you know, wow. yeah. Yeah. You, you know. you know, you know, you know, you know I'm trying to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Called his wife, yeah. man. Yeah. And uh yeah. said just messed his mind up so bad, man, he man. never could recover, man. Wow. never never did recover wow. man so you never know wow. how close somebody is as far as having some type of mental issue going exactly. on and then like you said then you come at them the wrong way man and they come back sideways that's because they were this close yep. from a mental breakdown yep. in a way you yep. know what I'm
2: saying a lot of people <laughs> they lose everything and, mm-hmm. and see people always think about it the wrong way I'm not necessarily talking about death you can lose a lot there's there are some things in your life that are irreplaceable there are some things in your life that are not worth it, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that's the things. I, I guess part of this exercise and learning how to react versus respond is you need to know what are the things in my life that aren't worth losing? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. True. true. What's your things? True. true.
2: Because there are some things that like in a situation where you got to know where to draw your line in the sand even when you have to mm-hmm. respond and react, yeah. right? Yeah. You might be in a situation where you can't walk away. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like I, this is something that I have to stand on. Yeah. But you have to know why that is yeah,
1: yeah, because if
2: you don't know why that is you may think you gotta stand on something and it's the most weak thing you standing on ever mm, you standing on friend, mm-hmm. some people who don't even care about you let's say you in a gang mm-hmm. you over here standing on them saying I can't walk away from this because I'm representing mm-hmm. them yeah. so you're willing to potentially lose your life and throw everything away for some dudes that encourage you to commit crime and put your life in harm's danger mm-hmm. and not come home to your mama mm-hmm. not come mm-hmm. home to your, 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 your kids or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, not man. achieve your dreams mm-hmm. nah man you have yeah. to know, is it really worth it? What What are, What is my line in the sand? Yeah, man. That will help you understand how to react versus respond. But see, most people, they don't have a line in the sand. Yeah. They don't have an understanding of what they're living towards. When you don't have no guidelines, when When you don't have a path, mm-hmm. how do you know what direction is right? How do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Yeah. You're just living. You're just trying yeah. to survive. Yeah, mm-hmm. And in order to react versus respond, you must get out of survival mode and you must move into thrive mode. Mm-hmm. We're not here to survive. We're here to thrive. What are the things that's going to help me thrive? Mm -hmm. Getting my money together, getting my education, Mm -hmm. you know, being faithful to my girl, Mm -hmm. raising my kid, Mm -hmm. being in touch with my parents, all these different things. Those are the things you need to identify in your life as saying, this is what's going to take me to a thriving perspective. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to sacrifice anything and everything in order to get it. If that means some people in my life got to go. And they on, just man. gotta go. If Come there's on, some man. places that I cannot frequent yes, no more, yes, I just sir. won't be there no more. Y'all that's gonna have right. to see me somewhere else. That's right. I'm not gonna be there today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's the conversations that a man has to have with himself. That's the difference between a boy and a man. Man, it's how you look at the future of your life, right? That to me, that's the biggest difference. Do you think short-term or do you think long term? Yes, sir. Because yeah. if you're still thinking short term, I don't care if you're 80 years old, you are a boy at heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. a man. Thinks about his consequences, thinks about where this can end up, thinks about the long-term implications of his actions, Mm. and he chooses according to what is gonna be best in line
1: with him. Yeah, man. And like you said, he had to be, he had to a man has to also think about, you know, a lot of time dudes get caught up into trying to impress people Mm. and they don't even recognize that's what they're doing, Mm. man but you can't get caught up in the trying to impress people, trying to impress um, organizations, trying to impress uh, stuff that I call myself affiliated to or whatever. Yep. You can't get caught up in there. You got to go with what's the priority. And exactly. like you just said, if I got a child, that's my priority. If I got mm-hmm. a wife, that's my priority. My parents still living. That's my priority. If I got a girlfriend and I call, you know, I got a girlfriend. And I'm talking about if I, I'm just trying to be committed to her, then that's priority. So, yep. so you got to know what your priorities are and you got to stick with them. And I'm going to tell you what, sticking with your priorities, man, it, take, it, 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 it takes some uh, dedication. Yep. It, you got to be dedicated to oh, that. Yeah. Like when you say this is what I'm going to do, then you got to be dedicated to that because at every Win and turn, man, is something that's gonna be trying to oh, pull yeah. you away from that man. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so let me ask yeah. you this. So what would you say to somebody that's just kind of stuck in the middle? Mm-hmm. They wanna get to what you're talking about, the thriving. Yeah, but they are so
2: used to surviving, they don't know what thriving looks like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the first thing is you gotta start putting yourself around people and or things that man. are thriving. Mm-hmm. Things that mm-hmm. where you wanna go. On, mm-hmm. Because if you in yeah, this environment so that's yeah. all survival. There's no way for you to picture it and want it for yourself. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But when you put yourself around even just one person, you know, they say that a 15-year-old, right? They say this is a very pivotal point in adolescence. They say all it takes is one person in a 15-year-old's life to actually be a positive impact on them. And they're like 85% more likely to live like a successful life versus that kid who doesn't have anybody, mm-hmm. they're like 85% less likely to be successful. One person makes that difference. Basically, if you get around one person that actually genuinely cares about you, your life will change forever why because people are naturally optimistic people naturally want to dream especially kids it gets weeded out of us as we get older everybody tells you take this practical route or oh, you don't need to do this that's not for you you need to do- everybody wants to impart on you their failures so that you don't retrieve your major success right because then it's a it's a condemnation on them because it's like well if he came from where you came from and he made it What's your, excuse? What's your mm-hmm. excuse? And so people don't want to yeah. live with that. They don't yeah. want to see you make it. It's yeah. not personal. Right. It's literally them just naturally living out their insecurities. Man. Yeah.
0: So
1: you got to get around
2: right. some people that want to see you win. That's you got to get around some environments that you want to go. in. once you me. once you see it, yeah, you can believe it. Yeah. Now, once you believe it, the question I have to ask everybody is because time is is the, the most important factor around all. Cause mm-hmm. it's not going to be overnight. Mm-hmm. Anything True. that you want, mm-hmm. is man, it's going to take some time, man. Repeat that, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to take some time. Anything <laughs> that you want is going to take some time, yeah, man. man. That's yeah, that's more man. important because you can sacrifice for a little period mm-hmm. of time, but if you if you set yourself up <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm gonna have this. If I sacrifice for a year, I'll be here. But mm-hmm. well, what happens when something unexpected happens and it take you
3: is going a, a year get here, right? <laughs> exactly. It's going. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What happens? Your plan yeah. get thrown off, and it's a yeah. year, and you yeah. only
2: 50% of the way there. Yeah, do you get down to yourself and say, Well, dang, it didn't work? Yeah, or do you say, Well, I'm further than where I started, mm-hmm. let me keep going, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I ask people when it comes mm-hmm. to that time question, mm-hmm. time is going to move regardless, mm-hmm. okay? Now, you can be four or five years down the road looking at yourself saying, Man, I'm thankful that I stuck with it, or you can be looking four or five years down the road saying, Man, I regret that I quit, mm-hmm. and see. I live my life, this is how I live my life going forward and for the rest of my life. I don't want to be on my deathbed with regrets. Mm, mm -hmm. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want to be on my deathbed Mm -hmm. knowing the answers to the questions that I wanted to find Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Was this meant for me? Yeah. You know, did I give my all? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to know those answers. Yes, sir. That's how I'm going to choose. Yes, sir. And so Mm -hmm. when you have that and and you understand what you're working towards and that is going to take time and that, hey, it's going to be some bumps in the road. Once you achieve that mindset once you actually buy into that you're it's inevitable for you not to achieve whatever it is that you're going for yeah because you keep knocking on a, a, a door long enough it's gonna open up whether it's right in front of you or whether you got to go all the way around it mm-hmm. no matter what route it takes you're gonna find a way to get exactly in. The, the, the
0: the interesting thing man and i know we're probably wrapping up
2: um uh, and you know
0: uh him miles just being a, a motivational speaker yourself. Uh, how bad do you want these things in life? You know what I'm saying? Eric Thomas, man, I love, love, love that brother, man. And a lot of his motivational uh, messages on YouTube have kind of gotten me through some things, Mm -hmm. man, in all honesty. But um, on that particular clip... You know, he talks about how, you know, he talked about this guru Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, um, a guy came up to him and told the guru. He was like, it was a money guru. He was like, man, you know, I want to succeed. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like you. and He was like, man, you know, meet me tomorrow, you know, at the beach. At 4 a.m. and whatnot, and the dude was like, "Man, well, why I want to, why I need to meet you over there? You know, mm-hmm. like if I want to succeed, it shouldn't be me meeting you at the beach at 4 a.m. <laughs> so you look- got the wrong mind. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So just, just to tie that in, man, you know, you get to the beach and whatnot, and Eric Thomas tells the story of how, you know, the guru is walking him into the water. The water's getting, you know, kind of ankle level, mm-hmm. kind of knee level. And he's like, okay, we still ain't talking about, like, how, how <laughs> I get the money yeah. part. And, you know, as, as uh, you know, the uh, walk went on into the water, um, he ducked his head down in the water, you know, ducked him in, ducked him in. And he was trying to breathe. And he was like, Wow, well, I'm trying to get out the water. Mm-hmm. And Eric Thomas was explaining the story that when he pulled him back up, you know, he asked him, he was like, you know, he basically was telling them, when you want to succeed, yeah. as bad as you want to breathe, yeah. then you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. He was like, at that moment, when I ducked you under this water, the only thing that it was important to you was what? It was breathing. Breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you get to that point as a black man, when you got these goals that you put in front of yourself, yeah, man, man. Only thing that you should be focused on is the goal itself. Exactly. It should be as important as breathing.
2: Yeah. It Simple should be a part as part of that. your identity. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Now I, I leave that. people with this. If you want to be successful and this is a part of reacting and responding this will help you so much mm-hmm. right because we do a lot of reactions with our own goals mm-hmm. we start on a path and then it get tough and we quit or we keep doing what we're doing but we stop trying to find ways to elevate right those are reactions versus responses mm-hmm. you see response in business response in goals is whenever you see okay how can i get like you said earlier before we started one percent better every day mm-hmm. what can i do to make sure that i'm working towards this path still and i'm not just standing still anymore Mm -hmm. right so i'm gonna give you guys these three words Mm -hmm. and they're they're similar but they're all different so there's motivation there's discipline and then there's diligence and there's some key factors that separate all three of them and if anybody wants to be successful if anybody wants to know how to react versus respond and you kind of have gotten past that point of you know hey i don't necessarily have those issues with You know, somebody calling me out my name or anything like that. Let's say you just struggle with reactions when it comes to your goals and what you want in life. Use these three to help you. So motivation. Motivation is, you know, doing something when you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm motivated to go film an episode today. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to go do it. Mm -hmm. Right. But see, motivation is fleeting. Mm. you're not and y'all know this y'all 60 mm-hmm. episodes deep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every episode you're not motivated about mm. so true there's plenty of times so where you're yeah. like man i'm not feeling <laughs> it like work but man. we gotta <laughs> go do it Exactly. Yeah. Like work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. with everything that you start in life there's going to be a period where you motivate yeah. where you're excited yeah. because it's new it's fresh mm-hmm. start that workout plan at the beginning of the year you start that business all right cool now the next step is when you run out of that motivation and then you quit, right? Mm-hmm. So that next step is discipline, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Discipline is doing what you need to do when you don't want to do it. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Motivation was doing what you need to do when you, wanna do. you wanted to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Discipline right. is doing what you need to do when you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So on them days when y'all don't want to film the episodes, on them days when you don't want to go to the gym, on those days when you don't want to eat healthy, yeah. on those mm-hmm. days when you don't want to love people properly, and you just want to resort back to your old ways, mm-hmm. right? your discipline is what's going to keep you grounded Mm -hmm. your discipline will make you show up as the person that you need to be to handle your business Mm -hmm. to go film that episode to go get that workout in because you know like hey man i I can't quit if Mm -hmm. i want to get to where i want to go yes Mm -hmm. but you see the problem with discipline is you can become stagnant what good is doing something consistently if you're not doing it in an elevated way Mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah. You know, after a while, your muscles, if you're not yeah. changing up your exercises or adding weight, uh-huh. they stop growing. That's true. You're not that's breaking so them true. down anymore.
1: That's exactly. true. I do
2: my 12 reps on this and 50, I do all these sets and you do that same workout. You mm. will only get so far and you reach a plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so until sure. you find a way to improve that and overload it or do something to train it, whatever the term is to elevate, you're not going to grow. It's true. true. So you see, that's where diligence comes in. Mm-hmm. Discipline is doing what you don't want to do. Or doing what you need to do when you don't want to do it at a high level. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah, man. At a high level. Saying, hey, I know I'm going to film this episode every single Monday, mm-hmm. but what are we going to do this week to take it to the next level? Yeah, What are we going to add here to make our process better? Our systems better? Mm-hmm. Our, our, to make the experience better? Mm-hmm. Are we adding on a new mic? Are we improving yeah. our interface? Are yeah. we right. adding a different type of ad? Are we yes, improving sir. our segmentation? Yes, sir. When we go to the gym, are we going to Add a little bit different weight today. Are we going <laughs> to, you know, run a little bit longer? What are we going to do? Are we going to raise the elevation on the treadmill? Mm-hmm. When it comes to your relationship, yeah, I know I buy her flowers every single, once every single month. What can we do this month? Well, you know, maybe I surprise her with this this love letter that, that you know, she may not have even asked for, but I know she'll she'll like it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe, I know I come home for my parents for their birthdays and everything. I don't be around that much, but I make sure I see them on their birthday every year. What if I just came home? Unannounced and just enjoy time with them. What if I gave them all my time on a day mm. and just spend it with them, like we, like I was a kid again? Mm. It's those things that take your relationships, yeah. that take your goals, take your life to where you really want to be.
3: Man,
0: Miles the Millennium, yeah. man, the one and only man. I'm, I'm, I am. Just- I've been trying to get this dude on here for months. Amen. So, you know, man, I'm praise God, man, that we're that yeah. working his time and not ours. man. Yeah. This was a great episode, Nashville. Again, have you heard of Black Man vent today? Miles the Millennial is with us, man. Um, do me a favor, man, before you go, just drop all the links as to where yep. your book is at and your social media tags and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so you can find the book on uh, my website, www.milesthemillennial.com. That's Miles with a Y, so M-Y-L-E-S, uh, the, T-H-E. And millennial m-i-l-l-e-n-n-i-a-l miles the millennial.com uh find me on all social media platforms miles the millennial uh, it'll pop up even if it's just a small difference you'll see it pop up mm-hmm. uh yeah just come support mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm an open book if you have questions you can dm me i will answer them it, uh, it's a community we're building here and yeah, i man. want everybody to recognize that you can change your mind to change your life
0: you know? yeah I, I love it, that. man. To the family in Nashville, the family like in Houston. That. Back, yeah. man, where well, my boy Miles is at, man. Uh, please share this episode wherever you guys can, man. Yeah. And again, we just thank y'all for joining Black Medley 2. Pop.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I just want to say, Miles, man, I, uh, my son has been talking about He's been pulling you up, man, boy. for a long <laughs> time, man. So I'm glad I finally got a chance to That's meet you, awesome, my brother. Man. And he told me, he said, "You're an old soul. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're an old soul, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Boy. I feel like I could talk to you about some of my stuff, man. Oh, man. Some 55, For 58 sure. stuff. You know what I'm saying? For sure, yeah, dude. I feel like we could we could have a great conversation, which we just did. We did you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming, man, and just, we just wish you much success, man, with your future endeavors, man. And, and don't forget about Black Man Ventura. Cause we definitely not gonna forget about you. I'll bro. be
2: back on. Don't care how big I get. We taking yeah. both of our levels yeah. to the top. That's, That's cool.
1: right. That's right. Well. Cool, man. So, Nashville, as I always say, it's a wrap. Until next week, black man, don't get trapped.
0: It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can and you can't with what you can't. This has been another episode of the Black Man Two Podcast. Good morning.